0: look, my Russian's not very good, but I understand you Americans are probably going to get pretty good at Russian soon.
1: I'm as mad as hell, and I'm not going to take this anymore! So you lie to yourself to be happy. There's nothing wrong with that. We all do it. We all go a little mad sometimes. Come on, one of you nuts has got any guts. What's put a smile on that face? You're only as healthy as you feel. Listen to me! Listen to you, by what right? Because I have a right to be And, a... and I have a voice! Ladies and gentlemen, right? Hi, everyone. Welcome to another episode of Pop Culture Case Study, where we analyze pop culture from a psychological angle. A part of the following films network. So, this week, after talking about To Die For, we are talking about a kind of new release. Uh, Lady Macbeth which is slowly making its way to streaming and Blu-ray and all that it was a very small release that started out in July um, that I didn't get a chance to see until very recently so but again I have Andrew from the AB Film Review here to talk about Lady Macbeth so thank you for being here it feels like minutes since we've talked
0: ah it it does it feels like an age but uh it's it's been fantastic so (laughs) thank you for having me back to talk about one of the best films of the year oh look at that just (laughs) jumping right into it okay
1: um so we kind of talked about last time kind of what we expected going in kind of expecting this kind of you know obviously a female-led film that was dark and maybe had a protagonist who was hard to root for so do you feel like you got what you expected out of this movie
0: Oh yeah, yeah, <laughs> and you know, look. I think the key thing is like, so this film is an hour and a half long. Um, it's directed by William Aldroyd, who I haven't seen anything. It's based well, on. Well, he's a he's Russian only done book. he's
1: only done shorts before this, so. Yeah, yeah, yeah,
0: and which is nice. It's good to see that he's uh, you know doing something like this as his, his feature length debut. Um, awesome. It's based on a Russian book, uh, Lady Macbeth of Matensik, I think it is. I, I'm, mm-hmm. Look, my Russian's not very good, but I understand you Americans are probably going to get pretty good at Russian soon. Um, ah, you know, nice. I think that. It, well done. <laughs> sorry. <laughs> no, you're done. <laughs> um, <not. laughs> but I. <laughs> but I love this. I think it's fantastic. You know, and it's a combination of great director and great actress because oh, uh, Florence Pugh. Pugh is my god is fantastic here. And she just captures the screen so well. Uh, and mm-hmm. I just love it. I, I, it. It's so dark. It's so delicious. It, it's exactly what I want from a, a film. And it's, you know, it's uh, when we discussed it on AB Film Review, you know, I mentioned that, you know, films like Young Adult and, you know, a bunch of other really dark films are, are films that, you know, not very many people love, but I revisit Young Adult probably a little bit too regularly. Uh, probably, you know, almost like yeah I I think it's a great great film but I love how dark it gets and I know that Lady Macbeth is going to be slipped into rotation because of how dark and how challenging it is as a film
1: so you kind of mentioned that this was essentially a first-time director and also a first-time actress like she's only done short films Mm. before this which is it's so good it almost makes me angry like this is (laughs) phenomenal like i i think it's so wonderfully staged it's beautifully shot and her performance might be the best of the year and if it's not it's easily like top three like this is a stunning performance and we won't quite get we will go into spoilers when we talk about the very end of this film but the places that this character goes the kind of darkness that you see it's really easy if if it's not portrayed well it could seem false, and it can, and it won't work. But my God, does it work! Like she really inhabits the darkness of this character, and doesn't it doesn't let the audience off the hook?
0: Yeah, I think she is really fantastic, and you know she is certainly one of the best performances uh, of the year for sure. And you know we watched it alongside watching A Quiet Passion, uh, which you know Cynthia Nixon. It's a is a crying shame that she's not getting more discussion about how great mm-hmm. she is in that film. But I think it's interesting that both of those films are are period films and, you know, you can't really do this. Well, they give you that kind of little bit more freedom to go into these more challenging areas, um, you know, in in these darker areas. Because I think if modern day, if this film was set in modern day, it would be like, you know, even though we shouldn't nitpick films for certain things, I think that some people would be like, oh, but what about this? Why didn't they have a mobile phone and stuff like that? (laughs) Whereas here you know you're able to go into those darker areas with kind of no consequences because they they give her um her actions some more weight mm-hmm. because one of the things which we notice early on is that we recognize that she is essentially just stuck at home mm-hmm. being a housewife and not even able to do anything she can't go out for a walk uh she has to kind of sit in her room and be a prisoner in some regard and so we understand through seeing that as you know why she is doing what she does mm-hmm. and whereas if it was modern day you'd be like bitch you know go on the internet go on twitter that kind of thing
1: <laughs> don't go on twitter go anywhere but on twitter yeah i i think <laughs> i think this movie would be unrecognizable if you if you put it in modern times um i think i think it's got a lot to say about feminine power um even in situations where she can very easily feel trapped I think she knows exactly not from the beginning, but as the film goes on, she knows exactly what she's doing and she knows how to use herself. She knows how to use that power. And you mentioned her being kind of trapped indoors for like especially the first maybe 20, 30 minutes of this movie. And there's a lot of interesting things done directorially here where when she's inside, she's always she's always being watched and even things like her hair. Her hair is always tied up. It's always braided, and it's always looking perfect. And then when she finally decides to escape, to go outside and to start this relationship, and that's not really a spoiler, that's in all the trailers, as is the the murder that happens in this movie, at least, you know, the beginning of it, is in the trailer. And I love, but I love when she goes outside, she has this look of bliss on her face, and she's let her hair down, both literally and figuratively. And even when she starts this relationship, it's, you know, he's calling out to her and there are times where she like, she like, can't be bothered. Like, she's just like, I am enjoying yeah. my freedom because this man who, who owns me essentially who I've been sold to is gone. And I can, I can do what I want. I can be what I want, even if for just this moment. And that all comes across without any dialogue. Yeah. And but there's the other other aspect as well where you know, one of the people
0: that she the servants essentially that she lives with, um, is black and okay. there is a recognition that she is higher up than her, uh, especially in the time when this is set. And you know, I think that it's really impressive that the film actually goes into those areas and challenges and and, and pushes you into going like You know, we're supposed to understand and empathize with her because she's trapped in this room and we're like, oh, we want you to be free. But then she's a really terrible person to uh, her her maid, essentially, who's played by Naomi Aki, her character's name's Anna. Mm -hmm. And, you know, those scenes are really difficult to watch, but they're they're essential in there to be able to tell this story and to show that, you know, even though she is in a difficult and, and terrible situation... She is still above somebody else who is in a worse situation than she is. And it gets even worse for pretty much everybody involved,
1: which we'll go into (laughs) in spoilers. (laughs) I also think it's interesting, though, that yes, she does does not treat her maid well. But I love that Mm. the movie constantly gives you this comparison. You know, it gives, it gives the, the father-in-law who does much worse to her. So even like all the way up until things get really bad, you're still on her side. You're still like, well, she's not making Hmm. her crawl around on all fours. She's not beating her, you know, like you always have this comparison base going on throughout the entire film until the kind of the climax of the movie. And then that's when things get really, really crazy and really weird and really dark. But before <laughs> that, you are on her side. Like, I think even when, the first, even when the first kill of this movie happens, you're still on her side because you understand why she does it. Because I think at that point, at least for me as I'm watching it, like, she's doing this for love. She's in love with this guy Mm. or at least in lust with him. You know, she really cares about him and that's about to be taken away from her. And it was one of those, this relationship is one of the few moments in her life in this new place that she has any bit of control over. Like there is a scene where Mm. when they first, when they first have sex, there's, there's a scene where he, he like, (laughs) he goes after her. But she pushes him away and she eventually makes that move. So she still ends up being the powerful one in that situation. She's the one that makes that relationship happen and makes it okay, you know? So she's constantly in control of this relationship, even when he's being aggressive, which is another thing I really love about the way they frame that character.
0: But even in that regard, though, he is still lesser than than she is. Yep. And... You know, I think that there's a point where she, she reminds him of that. And certainly there's a few yeah. shots where we see where he sleeps. And, you know, I look, there's a reason why chiropractors were invented. Um, <laughs> you know, because essentially, <laughs> like, geez, this poor guy having to sleep out on literally nothing. Um, and so we, we're always reminded of, of this class system there and, and what is in place. Um, and it's a fascinating expose into that. So, you know, yeah. for me, as I was saying, it's a film that I'll be rewatching a lot, and you know, I think that it's a, it's something that I'll get something new from each time that I I, mm-hmm. I watch it because there are all these little moments, and you know, there are there's a scene where um you know she forces the maid to sit down uh, while something is happening, uh, and it's like you know, can you pass me this and. No, it's okay. Don't worry about what's going on through there. It's it's not a problem at all. Mm-hmm. Just come and sit down. It's all good. Yeah, <laughs> which I think is just so uncomfortable and so ugh, like ugh, this is this is intense. Um, but it's also really delicious and exciting in the sense that like we she is I- in charge of her own agency. She knows exactly what she wants to do, and it's like you know what? Screw this. I am gonna control what I want to do. And damn anybody who tries to say otherwise. And mm-hmm. I love that. I, I love it a lot. And I know that it, it would be really challenging for some people who, you know, would watch a, a film like this and go, well, who am I supposed to enjoy? Who am I supposed to like? And it's like, well, you're not really supposed to like anybody, but you mm-hmm. can still be on board with what they're doing because, you know, that's that's just a situation they're put into. And Yeah. Yeah, I think it's fantastic.
1: Yeah, it also it also does some really interesting things where it's combining uh, it's combining the sexual acts with violence as well. Like most of the most of the sexual acts are pretty rough, pretty violent, uh, especially the first one. Um, and then there's a mm-hmm. sequence after, you know, this man has been beaten almost to death and she makes a point to like lift up his shirt and like kiss and bite the wounds. And I was just like, wow, this is really dark. Like even before she's done anything terrible, it's still really uncomfortable. And I think, I think it's designed to be. I think if you watch this movie and you're bothered by it. Good. I think that's exactly what the director and the actors were going for here. This is not supposed to be a comfortable sit. This is not supposed to be something you watch in the background. This is supposed to be something where you're constantly questioning who you're rooting for and why you are and trying to determine if there is anyone to root for here or if they're all different levels of terrible. So what do you think? Do you end up, do you end up rooting for anyone in this movie or is it just kind of enjoying the darkness and the kind of ugly side of humanity?
0: Look, I mean, as terrible as a person as Catherine is, you still like, there is a certain point where you are still like, you know what? I'm, the ship is going down. The Titanic is sinking. Um, You know, if there, if there are terrible people and all this kind of stuff that, you have to sidle up with. Well, all right, may as well be you because you've got the one. You're the one with the most agency, and mm-hmm. so be it. So for me, I'm kind of like. It's a terrible thing to say, but I really enjoy watching her, and and I do, not empathize with her, but I I understand where she's coming from, and I enjoy her arc. So mm-hmm. it puts me in an uncomfortable situation because I'm like, I'm not saying that her actions are right, mm-hmm. <laughs> but I'm kind of like, hey, look. Maybe, if it was me in this situation, I would kind of hope that i'd be able to do something similar to be able to just subvert everything that's going on i wouldn't be able to that's for sure <laughs> um, but I would like to hope that I could because you know i would I would go crazy if I had to be stuck in a room and and just be somebody
1: there mm-hmm. for the
0: whole for my whole entire life. It would be terrible just Ye- terrible
1: yeah i think I think the way this movie sets itself up. It, it puts you in that position to root for her, even at the end. Um, I think, you know, what what this, you know, this husband is doing to her, like, you know, stripping her naked and making her stand against the wall while he masturbates in the background, like, it is meant to make you feel really, really uncomfortable and to hate this guy immediately. And then the mm. way he treats her, even in their daily life, it's not as if, like, oh, he's terrible in the bedroom, but then, like, during the day, he's really nice. Like, he is... Kind of hideous at every single turn. So it it makes you root for her all the way. And then it goes to this level where you're like, oh my God, what have I done? Like as a viewer, who have I been rooting for this whole time? Because there is a darkness in this character that is scarier than than any other character in this movie because she is willing to go that extra step. And I think, I think the, the name of this book and the name of this movie is perfect because it automatically, it's interesting because it puts that in your head. So you know, it's going to go to a dark place, but it's set up so well that you still feel bad for her in the beginning you know like the the marriage this guy she doesn't know the awful way she's treated and even if you know she and i think you're rooting for her to strike back but you're just not ready for how far she goes yeah yeah Yeah. definitely all right so i think i think i think (laughs) this is a good time to go i'm kind of skating around everything
0: because i want to get into spoilers yeah Yeah.
1: so let's do that spoilers what read ahead spoil all the surprises i'm peeking at the end isn't traveling
0: with you one big spoiler
1: that's classified. It's what? It's classified. I could tell you, but then I'd have to kill you. So there is a whole plot line at the, near the end of this film with a small child. Yeah. Um, and I love that they very purposefully make this a very well-behaved child. They make it a child who thinks our main character is wonderful and beautiful, has, is, does not do anything wrong in the, in the plot of this movie. This is not a poorly behaved child. And she murders this child so she can stay with this man. And that's bad enough. But then when when kind of the heat comes on her for this, she blames him and her maid. So it really becomes all about her and her own personal freedom. This is not <laughs> a love story. This is not a story about like, well, I, I have to fight for my relationship, even though that is her excuse for what she does. But I think maybe she just really likes the power of killing. Like, I think she's really, she's really engaged by it. Like to the point that it's almost sexual oh, for her. This like, you know, and it, and you can see it in her face at the end of the film as she goes to like sit down and it's inferred that she's pregnant with this man's child. And she is enjoying this, this power that she now has. Cause she now has everything by the end of the film. So how did you react both in that scene where she kills this child and when she turns against this man that she supposedly cares about and loves. Look, I loved it because, you know,
0: when we're talking about to die for how with Nicole Kidman's character and that, how she gets killed. And it's kind of like, uh, it's a bit sad because, you know, as, as terrible as the actions as she does, you kind of want her to succeed in some regard because it's who she is as a person. And so for Lady Macbeth here, what I absolutely love is that, you know, yes, she does something really, really terrible, but she gets away with it and she continues on with it, uh, you know, that whole story, Mm -hmm. and she savours it and loves it a lot, um, which is just something that, you know, you rarely, rarely see in cinema. And especially, you know, Mm -hmm. child death is something that doesn't happen all too often in in film. You know, I think probably, you know, outside of like – Beth dying in, in Little Women and stuff like that. It's kind of like sure. it just doesn't happen. Um, so to see it happen, and it happened in an uncut shot in the sense that you're like, did they actually kill that kid? You know, it's like, <laughs> right?
1: <laughs> um, yeah, they don't you know, shy away just, from the violence in this movie at all. They really just yeah, show it to you.
0: Yeah, exactly. And, you know, sometimes, you know, I think of a film like uh, White God, which is a film about dogs, and it has dog fighting in it, but the editing in it is so impressive that you actually think the dog fighting is happening, but you, you don't actually see anything really happening. It's all sound effects and stuff like that. Whereas here, you know, it is, it is full bore. She is right over the kid with a a pillow and you know, it's a static shot where you see everything that is happening and it doesn't cut away. It's like, you think that you are on board with her? Well, how about this? You know, how do you feel about this? And, For me, I I think that's, you know, it's something I love about cinema in the the sense that it challenges you and it pushes you into a way of being like, hey, this is not something that, you know, usually happens and you may not like it, but I tell you what, you're going to feel something about it. And that's Mm -hmm. what I want from film. It's what ah, I love that kind of stuff. So that's what that's what really tipped it over the edge for me as being a great
1: film for this year.
0: What about you? How did you feel?
1: Yeah. Okay. So I I found it really interesting. You talked about subverting uh, in this movie and this movie definitely subverts gender roles specifically for the time. I love the fact that, you know, the first person they kill is, you know, the, uh, well, one of the people they kill is, is her husband. And it becomes this kind of fight to the death. So I was kind of expecting like, oh, you know, we're going to we're going to say like, oh, this was an accident. This had to happen so we can excuse it. And I love that she feels zero pity for what she's done. But he does. Like he is really distraught by what's happened. It's, and he was fighting for his life. Like and you could understand why he has done what the part he has played. And I love the fact that he is the one who has all these emotions about it. And she doesn't. And I think that leads us to who she's going to become by the end of this movie. And it's, you know, the fact that this is called Lady Macbeth, as soon as that kid was introduced, I immediately was like, oh, shit. Like, they're going to kill this kid. (laughs) But even though I knew it was coming, it doesn't soften the blow. It is brutal to watch. And it's not as if they show the kid gasping for breath. It is a the shot is from a distance. You know, it's pulled back, but you do see this kid's legs kicking and you see the guy come and help, like, hold his legs down as she is suffocating this child. And it takes a good long time. This is not a, like, okay, the pillow goes over his face and we fade to black. Like, we're just going to make you watch this because at some level we're oddly rooting for this because we're still rooting for this couple at that moment. Yes. So yeah, it, it points <laughs> it points the finger at you. It's like, hey, asshole, you just rooted for a child to die. Congratulations. And then when it gets even darker, like it's I think t- to me, the most heartbreaking moment of the film is when she turns on him. It's when because we are along for this ride. And it's like, oh, she's doing this for love. Yes, she's doing terrible things. But she's doing this because she cares about about this man. Much like Lady Macbeth pushing Macbeth to do terrible things because she wants power for him and for her. So when she flips the script on him and is like, nope, he did it. I don't know why he hates me so much. I don't know why he hates that kid so much. But he and the maid did. The maid who has done nothing wrong to anyone in this entire movie. And she throws them both right under the bus. And it is, it's brutal. I mean, it's a movie that as the credits roll, as she sits down, you know, in her beautiful blue dress on this couch that she sat on a bunch of times. As as essentially as a prisoner. And now she's sitting down. As a free woman, but as a free woman who has done truly evil things, it completely changes who you thought and what you thought you were watching and it is incredible it 's one of, and to me I, I agree I think this is one of the best movies of the year and a movie that really took me by surprise which which doesn 't happen that often so even though it was disturbing to watch, like you said it 's fun to be challenged it 's fun to be surprised by how dark a movie can really get. Without even really showing much, but you mm. feel that darkness. You feel every bit of it, and I just I loved it.
0: And I, I want to clarify for the listeners as well that both Dave and I do not think that you know child murder is is insane. Speak for and yourself, murder. Andrew. Speak for yourself. <laughs> but well. I think that you know it 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 adds so much to a story, and and that's the thing is that you know you can recognize that dark things are occurring but you know you're not on board with it but you can still appreciate why it's occurring uh for the narrative of the film and that's what i love about when she does throw him under the bus it's her recognition of of her privilege her rights Mm -hmm. and you know the sense now that that she finally has them yeah yeah like my husband's Mm -hmm. gone and now i kind of have this place and no big deal i'm going to be running it exactly how i want and it does not matter who does what, um, because I'm in charge. And I think that's really fascinating in, in how she runs the place, whether you agree with it or not is completely different, but I, I love it. I think it's really brilliant. And you know it's, it's not a film that I can recommend to everybody, but you know, I think for, for the small group of people that will appreciate it, I think they will absolutely love it. And, and that's what I, you know, it's when you, you were like, ah, oh, because, um, I don't know, some film that you were going to cover uh, wasn't coming out into your neck of the woods. So you're like, oh, what am I going to do? And I was like, do Lady Macbeth because it's just brilliant. And I'm yeah. glad that you did because it's just, ah, oh, like I think this it's is a really film that, good. you know, as as you said, you enjoy it. And, uh, yeah, it's great. I'm glad that you do because um, it would have been a really difficult situation of yeah. me trying to defend a film with,
1: <laughs> with a uh, child, child murder. Getting, Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) Not great. And it's another movie, we kind of talked about this, how, you know, there's not that many movies with... You know, despicable female characters, female lead characters, at least. I mean, you've got young adult, you've got, you know, uh, what was it, last year, two years ago, Queen of Earth. You definitely have some despicable female characters. And that movie definitely got some, uh, kind of diametrically opposed responses, as did Lady Macbeth. And I, I really like that we're getting a little bit more of that now. And it's, it's, it's a reason to seek out independent film. If they're playing in your area, this is the good stuff. This is, this is what you should search out. Um, so if you've listened to this, like, yeah, it's spoiled, but like, it's, man, it's a beautiful movie to watch. And it, and it's hard to do the emotions that you get out of the end of this film justice. So I would highly recommend, you know, finding it on streaming, getting it on Blu ray and just sitting down. And it's only like an hour and a half. It is a short movie. Uh, but there is a lot packed into that 90 minutes and I, I can't recommend yeah. it enough. Agreed. Couldn't agree more. (laughs) (laughs) All right. Um, So uh, before you go, why don't you uh, tell people uh, how they can reach you online and how they can listen to your podcast? Uh, Yes. Yeah, you probably should do that. Um, Well,
0: I mean, if you want to, uh, it's completely up to you. You can follow me on AB Film Review on both Facebook and on Twitter and go to abfilmreview.com to listen to episodes of our show. Uh, Alternatively, you can go to followingfilms.com and listen to Last New Wave, which is australian film podcast which i do and dave's been uh, on it quite a bit because uh, he can't say no um so yeah put over there and listen to him. <laughs> all
1: right so that's it for this episode we were originally planning to do a fangirl fixation portion on Wuthering heights uh the more recent version uh i guess all i can say is you know, Britt was having a rough week, so we decided to give her a week off. But uh, she did watch the movie, and she was not a fan. And I was. So take that for what it's worth. If you tend to align with my tastes, you might want to check out Andrea Arnold's Weathering Heights. If you align with Brits, then you might want to skip it. So the next time we do an episode, we will be doing an episode on Pride and Prejudice from 2005. Not the BBC version, but the actual film version. And we are tying that in with a movie that we hope actually comes out called Tulip Fever called Tulip Fever which has been supposed to come out for literally years at this point so fingers crossed on that one alright so if you'd like to connect with the show there's a bunch of ways you can do that you can find us on Twitter at PC Case Study or you can find us on Facebook on Tumblr kind of every social media just look up PC Case Study or Pop Culture Case Study if you really want to help out the show though and you've got a little bit of extra money you can go to Patreon.com slash pop culture case study and there you can donate to the show on a per episode basis you can get some pretty cool rewards while you support an independent podcast all right so that's it for this episode until next time i will be here diagnosing your favorites and judging you for what you watch